feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show. another day in America on the Rita Cosby Show, and that means more protests, because anything that they can protest against, it seems like it's the same groups that are out. It's like the climate crazies who are gluing themselves to the streets yesterday, by the way, along with the pro-Palestinian protesters, basically blocking the street on 6th Avenue, the main thoroughfare there, during the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And so today is Black Friday. It's the big shopping day of the year where everybody gets their deals. They're out over the weekend and shopping all over the place. So they decide today we're instead going to block stores and we're going to block entrances to malls. And that's what they did. Some of the ones in New York, also in Los Angeles, a whole bunch of them were doing it there. Uh, In one place they were chanting, there's only one solution Intifada and revolution. That was uh, the phrase out of one of the protests. And then listen to the protesters. There are about 2,000 of them from 35 different groups. These are pro-Palestinian, anti-Israeli protesters at Washington Square Park in New York. Listen to what they were chanting. Allah Akbar. And now we had Professor Dershowitz on earlier today, and this is his assessment of the people that are out protesting. He said they really fit into two different groups. Well, it has nothing to do with Palestine. It has nothing to do with ceasefires. There's now a ceasefire, essentially. Nobody's getting killed. This has to do with ending Israel and destroying the United States. These are Hitler's youth. These are the people who brought the Ayatollahs to power. These are the people who brought Stalin to power. There's no justification. They are bad people. They could be 19 and 20. The group is consisted of two people, really, really bad people and useful idiots who some of them are just on panty raids. You know, yeah, it's easier to have sex if you join the left and march with them. Some of them just are that naive and that stupid. Others just, if it's left, it's right. If somebody are saying it's left, it must be right. These people don't know anything about Israel. They know nothing about Hamas. They're supporting an organization that kills gays, that kills feminists, that kills progressives, and that would kill every single one of them if they went to Gaza. Yeah, and guess what? He's right. I mean, some of these groups, again, are like LGBTQ um, and Imagine what they would do if they walked into Gaza, they'd be executed. And in fact, they were at some, uh, it was like gays for Palestine protest that took place. And it was in the States. Do you remember? It was early on, right after October 7th. And all these other Palestinians were chasing after them, grabbing the flag, saying, you don't represent us. I I mean, what are these people they're talking? Where are the women's groups? Let me also ask that. Where are the women's groups? Uh, Think about what happened to these women on October 7th. Uh, They were raped. They were beaten. uh, They were murdered. Uh, All these horrible things that happened in Israel on October 7th. Where are the women's groups speaking out about that? The female hostages. 
Because there were a lot of female hostages. Some of them came out today, hopefully more tomorrow, but there's a lot of them. You know, where are these groups speaking out about rights? Do they think they would have any rights if they were under Hamas? I don't think so. It's crazy. And in the meantime, also, what about U.S. bases? Because U.S. has definitely been the subject of attacks by Iran. And we have seen since October 17th, we've seen 73 attacks on U.S. troops and bases in the Middle East, a whole bunch on groups in Iraq and a whole bunch on groups in Syria. And all we've basically done is, you know, we've basically done little pinpricks. We hit two times. We hit two empty warehouses. We got, I think they said, like six uh, six different terrorist fighters. Uh, guess what? If they're hanging out, you probably could get 6,000, you know. Uh, so they're not doing a very good job of aiming. And here is Congressman Mike Lawler, Republican of New York, and he's like saying, wait, 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 what the heck is going on with President Biden? Where is your spine? We have raised this issue with the administration, uh, including when I was in Israel uh, just uh, just about two weeks ago uh, with uh, Ambassador Jack Lew, you know, to, to say, why are we not responding more forcefully while we are getting attacked and these strikes on, you know, U.S. Uh, bases and and personnel and you know the response uh, basically was that you know the the attacks haven't been that severe but i I mean what are we waiting what are you waiting waiting? for yeah what are you waiting for that was tony carbonetti who was with us on cats and cosby earlier today Uh, what are they waiting for uh what a couple hundred americans to be killed and then they can say well maybe now we'll respond this seems to be the way that this administration handles things what about putting your foot down What about saying enough? Strength is the only message, sadly, that these bad guys understand. They don't understand anything else. And Congress uh, Senator Marsha Blackburn of Tennessee was on Hannity, and this is what she had to say about Biden's basically message of kumbaya that just doesn't work in the Middle East. They're keeping this. Know that Biden is weak and that Biden is not going to come after them. They know it because he hasn't done it. So you have to stop these attacks before somebody does get killed. And when you're north of 60 attacks and they're not letting it up, when the Houthis have uh, put people into a cargo ship, a Japanese-owned cargo ship, and taken control of that... You see the escalation that is there. And for this crew over in the White House to think that they can appease their way out of this situation and not have that kinetic response, they're just pipe dreaming. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And as we were saying, is he the new Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden, or worse? 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Dave. In Pennsylvania, uh, what do you think is going on here with all of this, Dave? Well, first off, you know, when those protesters, I don't think it's appropriate. It's too dignifying to call them pro-Palestinian because they're not really it's not the Palestinians. The Palestinians are in a way held hostage there by Hamas. They're, I mean, even if they are against Israel, I think the better term is, is to call them anti-Semitic pro-Hamas supporters. That's, that's true. By the way, defined. you're right. You're right because they know that they know better. Uh, but yet they keep protesting. Correct, and I, I think it's too dignifying to refer to them as pro-Palestinian. I, I think that's you know that sounds 
more politically correct, but it's not. It, more accurately, they're anti-Semitic pro-Hamas supporters. Um, the other thing, you know, with Biden, I mean, this is just, you know, this is par for the course. It's not weakness. It's, in, it's intentional, his policy. And I think one of the questions I had for you, Rita, was, you know, the head of the snake is Iran, okay? Why isn't Israel take a full aim and, and make a, a direct attack on leadership on on Iran. And before they would do that, I would what I would do, the greatest argument to support that is show the horror and the glory. Don't blur out the you know the imagery because I notice what the what the China financially affiliated news media will do is they'll they'll say all these horrible things that happen in Israel. And then when now they know the counterattacks, and then they show all the gore and horror of the hell war that's going on in Gaza, which happened in every war. But it moves people to be more sympathetic because they see the horror, because the face of suffering is far more provocative than trying to describe it in words. And I would have Israel broadcast that out and show the horror, show the face of the suffering, and say, because of this, we now have to escalate to a direct attack. Why, why don't they attacking? Iran, and they would have the military capacity to do so. What, what are your thoughts? On well, that? I think two two things. First off, um, you're right on the Iran. I think that may happen at some point. Um, we know that they're close to getting, you know, nuclear weaponry. There's no, you know, disguising that. Um, you know, it's interesting. I talked to Walid Fares, who's a really great Middle Eastern expert, Dave, and he said something chilling to me. I've known Walid probably 20 years, and he said something to me. It was last week where he said, "You know what?" They're not there yet. They're very close to getting the nuclear weaponry, which is, can you imagine if they get the nuclear bomb? That's it. You know, forget it. Look what they're doing already uh, without that. But he also said that they're rich enough, and this is really scary, from American, you know, the fact that we're not enforcing the sanctions on oil. Getting They're getting $2 billion a week selling oil. They're an oil-rich nation. They are selling oil. They're making $2 billion a week. Uh, under this president, because he's not enforcing the sanctions. Why would you not enforce the sanctions? So he says it's enough money to go buy a nuclear weapon. You know, you look at the movie uh, Blacklist, you know, where like, you know, it's a covert going. There are people out there. There are bad people out there, like the Merchant of Death, who we traded for Brittany Griner. Remember Russia? That's one of his expertise, is selling the world's worst weapons. And one of the world's Biggest arms dealers is now back in business thanks to them taking Brittany Griner, the basketball player in Russia, remember? And then we traded her for Victor Boot, the merchant of death, who's a well-known arms dealer. And these people exist. They're not just movies. You know, you see them in the scariest of movies. These people, this is what they do for a living. Victor Boot is back in business. Guess who's friends with uh, Russia? Iran. So you do the math that they might even already have access to it and we don't know it or might be in the process of getting it. So if Israel gets intel that they have it or they're about to get it, like literally, I think they will unilaterally strike them. I think they'd like to have a little bit of an element of surprise, which is why right now Iran would expect them to do it right now. So they might have their guard up and may be able to, you know, prevent it in some capabilities, even though, you know, Israel does have the capabilities, but they're getting hammered now. They got Hezbollah. They've got Hamas. They got uh, people on the West Bank. They got a whole bunch of players. They got the Houthis in Yemen. They got all these groups com- coming at them. They would like to be able to do it when they have other things under control. And if they think, I bet you, if, if they found out tomorrow that they have it or they're about to buy it, 
they're gonna, I would, they would go in. You think they're going to wait for Biden? You kidding me? Uh, and, and, you know, your question, too, about showing it, I agree with you. I think they do need to show it. I don't think they, it's horrible to see, but I do not think they should be sanitizing what really happened in Israel on October 7th. Because there are people out there, just like people who deny the Holocaust, that deny that what happened on October 7th. They think, well, maybe that didn't happen either. You know, I mean, of course, it's ridiculous. It happened. It obviously happened. You see the the aftermath of it. And you see now these people getting released who were hostages for 48 days. But there's still people in the media. So poor Israel is fighting a propaganda war. And I agree. It should be out there unsanitized. So people go, oh, my God. Uh, I mean, I saw some images and, and I, they stay with me. I saw it soon after October 7th, some footage. And I was I couldn't believe it. I mean, you know, I, I believed it, but it was just so horrifying to see. But I, I, maybe some of these people need to see it. You know, they, they need to really be aware of what's going on, because listen to this exchange. You got to hear this exchange to your point about some people in the media and the sort of moral equivalency of what's happening to the Palestinians versus Israel and how Israel, they say, is the bad guys. Listen to this. This is um, an Israeli spokesman, Elon Levy. He was on Sky News, and this exchange has gone viral. Listen to this one. I was speaking to a hostage negotiator this morning. He made the comparison between the 50 hostages hostages that Hamas has promised um, promised to release, as opposed to the 150 prisoners that are Palestinians that Israel has said that it will release. And he made the comp- comparison between the numbers and the fact that does Israel not think that Palestinian lives are valued as highly as Israeli lives. That is an astonishing accusation. If we could release one prisoner for every one hostage, we would obviously do that. We're operating in horrific circumstances. We're not choosing to release these prisoners who have blood on their hands. We are talking about people who have been convicted of stabbing and shooting attacks. Notice the question of proportionality doesn't interest Palestinian supporters when they are able to get more of their prisoners out. But really, it is outrageous to suggest that the fact that we are willing to release prisoners who are convicted of terrorism offenses, more of them than we are getting our own innocent children back, somehow suggests that we don't care about Palestinian lives. Really, that's a disgusting accusation. That is a disgusting accusation. I cannot believe, I actually can, because remember in the early days, even MSNBC said, here's the Israeli deaths and here's the Palestinian deaths. And that's when they were hitting especially many Hamas targets, like it's equivalent. Are you kidding me? That's like, you know, going to the scene and saying, oh, I feel so sorry for the school shooter. Oh, yeah, there were like 20 other students who were killed. But let's go back to the school shooter who who got killed. I, I mean, what kind of planet are we on? We're going to take your calls when we come back. 1-800-848-9222. You're listening. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. Into the Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. 
yesterday they blocked the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, glued themselves. They should have kept them glued, had the floats go over them. You know, that would have been nice. Snoopy and Mickey, that, <laughs> that would have been good. But uh, today they were at Washington Square Park, right? And at Washington Square Park in New York, they were also going into the streets 2000, uh, as our last caller said, anti-Semitic pro-Hamas supporters. That's how he describes them. Probably better than pro-Palestinian, right? Because the Palestinians, uh, I don't think the Hamas are serving the Palestinians in any shape or form. And um, so they go out there and they started blocking stores and blocking shoppers, chanting about Black Friday. That's the shopping day. What does that have to do with Palestine or supporting Hamas, which I can't understand anybody doing. Uh, but take a listen to this. They cannot deceive us with Black Friday deals, with Thanksgiving meals, with the upcoming holiday celebrations. They think this is going to make us just say, okay, we fought, we're done. But they are wrong. Yeah, what does Thanksgiving meals, Black Friday deals have to do with Gaza. I mean, this is crazy. Let's go to Norm. Line one. Norm, take it away. Oh, take it away. Hold on a second, Rita. My phone was on speaker. Um, I'm looking at photos, and I actually saw a little film of the Thanksgiving parade uh, protesters yesterday. Uh, I just noticed that the ones in front that spilled blood on the fake blood on themselves, of course, we're all wearing matching TVEC, um like painting suits that you buy in Home Depot. And then the and the rest of them were wearing matching Stop the Genocide and Free Palestine long sleeve, rather fashionable looking polo shirts. Um, I see a couple. I saw actually earlier today a couple of Montclair um, uh, down jackets. They probably cost, I don't know, $1,000, $800. Uh, a couple of them wearing fashionable looking. Uh, what? Uh, I, I hear what you're saying. saying. Who's like, funding like them? Abercrombie and Stitch ad for these kids. So, you know, they're, they're very bored, very stupid, uh, misdirected. And, uh, and by the way, and by the way, Norm, I thought maybe where you're going is also maybe well financed. You know, because they all seem to have these little uniforms. That doesn't sound like some haphazard protest. Uh, And nicely dressed. So who's paying them and who wants these people to be on the streets? Rita Cosby is on. Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And this is the Tunnel to Towers Foundation Support Our Heroes segment with a powerful story coming from Plainview, New York. Well, it's been a busy few months for America's heroes and especially so for Vietnam veteran Arturo Edwards. Just this week, there was a big breakfast where veterans all gathered before making their way over to the local VFW post for the flag ceremony and also speeches. Following the ceremony, a special lunch was held for veterans and their families. Also, veteran Edwards was recognized and honored by the Boy Scouts during a special veterans appreciation dinner held at a local church. And also, 
Oyster Bay, New York, Supervisor Joseph Saladino then heralded veteran Edwards during a special Teddy Roosevelt Street dedication ceremony that also took place. The ceremony was among several unfolding in the community. But as a veteran who fought in the Vietnam War, veteran Edwards said he was happy to see all of the outpouring of love and support during this Veterans Day and the week or two afterwards. He said he has been deeply honored to receive an invitation also to the Vietnam Veterans of America's 45th anniversary dinner, which he attended also with his wife. By the way, in addition to several different veterans organizations, Veteran Edwards also helped honor veterans at the Cradle of Aviation Museum. And, of course, to all of our great Vietnam veterans, welcome home. We love you. We appreciate you. And I'm so happy to see the outpouring of love and support that you are getting from America, which you should have gotten years ago. Uh, But every time I see a Vietnam veteran, I always give them a big hug and uh, just say thank you. Welcome home. We love you. And we will never, ever forget. And everybody, by the way, all it takes is $11 a month. Donate just $11 a month to the Great Tunnel to Towers Foundation. They do so much to help our veterans and also our first responders. All you have to do is go to T2T.org. That's T, number two, T.org. Over 40,000 veterans are experiencing homelessness in the United States. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation launched its homeless veteran program last year to combat this injustice. The program provides housing and comprehensive support services to military veterans nationwide. In 2023 alone, Tunnel to Towers is providing housing to over 3,000 veterans. Join the foundation on its mission to end veteran homelessness by donating $11 per month. Head to T2T.org to donate and learn more. That's T, the number two, T.org. And we love the Tunnel to Towers Foundation that does so much 24-7 to help our veterans and first responders. Well, we're talking, of course, about all the protests that are happening left and right all over the country. A big one with several thousand today in Washington Square Park in New York. And listen to what some of the, uh, as our caller said, anti-Semitic pro-Hamas supporters were chanting. We are driven by love and a revolutionary commitment to Palestine and to the Palestinian cause. And every single day, the brave Palestinian people in Gaza demonstrate their solid commitment to Palestine. Their refusal to back down, even in the face of the most cruel and wicked and depraved enemy. I read to you the quote of a man who came out from under the rubble after a bombing on his home. He addresses Europe and America and all their weapons that they send to Gaza. And he says, if you think that the Palestinian people would draw back or surrender, I swear to you they won't. They will never accept humiliation or breakdown. And we will never leave this place. Wow, that is hardcore. Uh, Some of them are going, God, if I have to listen to this, I want to go back to gluing myself on the street and blocking the parade. But they are steadfast and they're growing in numbers. And there have been some reports, by the way, in the last few days where obviously we've seen these stories of like teachers and others 
who've been, um, you know, let go of their positions because they were supporting some of this hatred toward the Judaic population. And there's also even been a couple arrests of late in the last day or two where people who criticize them and maybe the faculty thought they went too far in criticizing, even if they're on the good guy's side, if you will. You know, still, they let them go. Maybe they said, okay, we got to look like we let anybody go who talks about it. You could tell it is a powder keg at so many different colleges across this country. And, of course, tonight, all eyes on Israel as we're waiting to see in a matter of hours the truce that started yesterday started literally about 24 hours ago from now. So if this truce continues and it holds on both sides a temporary ceasefire by Israel and also Hamas, if it continues— then likely you will see 13 more because they gave a list of 13 names to Israel. So within a matter of hours, we could see 13 more hostages potentially getting out from Gaza. And there could be some Americans. So far, no Americans of these latest batches. Let's see if any Americans come out uh, because right now it doesn't look, you know, very uh, persuadable by this president. He seems to be weak. He seems to be like a like a bystander, almost looking at it from afar. And this is a time for leadership. Boy, is it ever. And earlier today, um, we put up a podcast. It's up there. You got to check it out. Uh, you can get it on, go to Twitter, uh, at 77WABC Radio. You can also, wherever you download your podcast, you will see it there. And it's Protecting America which I do every week. I love doing this podcast because we get to do a deep dive and they get some really powerful comments. This week, I spoke to Ite Milner. Ite is the spokesperson and also the consul for media affairs at the Israeli consulate in New York. And he believes that there will be more hostages getting out, but he thinks at the very end of this, the leader of Hamas, the brutal leader of Hamas, he believes will keep some hostages for himself. Listen to why he says this, sort of an ultimate bargaining chip. It's actually really scary because it shows how dangerous this path is going to be. Take a listen. You also um, believe that the leader of Hamas may save some for him. Explain why that is a big deal. So the leader of Hamas understands what everyone in Israel understands. This will not end until uh, Hamas is eliminated. And Hamas is eliminated when, when the top leaders of it are no longer alive or in, in Gaza. Yichis Sinwar, the leader of Hamas, he will probably try to have some of the hostages always with him so he can trade them as a, as a getaway of, out of jail card, you know, when, when everything else is, is not possible for him. When we really close uh, on on him, he will uh, maybe then he will uh, try to trade him. So you think that even if there's a whole bunch of hostages that are released now, there will be some held back on purpose uh, in exchange for his freedom somehow, or at least he'll try that? That's uh, our estimation, yeah. How much more complex does that make it then if he continues to hold some of his bargaining chips? It's complex, and it will only end when, when Hamas is fully eliminated. And um, we know that we're going there, and, and everybody in Israel are ready for that. And we know that this conflict could take long, months, not, not weeks. But we are willing to um, take this uh, uh, effort and, and, and pay the prices because um, this is something that we, we, we just can't deal with as a state, to have Hamas next to us.
Yeah, and now you know why. By the way, they were in what was called a ceasefire when October 7th happened. So you could see how well the uh, Hamas leadership abided by that ceasefire. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Stan, line three. Stan, what a mess this situation is. Uh, two things. Uh, one, about the protests. I believe, you know, you've made a point. They are being, fi- I think, by the way, they were financed even before October 7th, because they were so well organized. It's as if they knew something was going to happen or were told, you know, something may be happening. If you look, they are well financed. They came out of nowhere from here to there and so forth. Being at this place, being at that place, it had to be financed by somebody. And could it have been financed before October 7th that they knew there might be something and they passed it around to the colleges across the Northeast? I don't know, but they're too well organized, if you get my point. The other thing is the governor and mayor of many of these states can and should Bring in the National Guard if necessary. They have. They don't need the president to do that. They can do it. That's true. But none of them do. I mean, it's mostly in the Northeast. I don't see them in the red states, but mostly in the Northeast, some I think on the West Coast. None of them will bring it in. They can do it if the mayors request it, but none of them have requested it. Although, uh, Kathy um, Hochul did bring in a few National Guard. Oh, okay. Um, she brought in a couple when all that stuff was really getting heated on, I think it was Cornell's campus, uh, yeah. I believe. When um, some of the stuff happened where there was the threats to the Jewish center. And remember, it turned out to be, it was like some Asian guy, remember, who got arrested. It was a fellow, yeah. it was a student who was like online saying some really horrible look, things. Doesn't it, doesn't it look like it is? Like, I mean, when I saw all the thousands, it seems that someone is organizing it. To, and it, I got to, with all due respect, I got to give them some credit. They're organizing because if they were just going crazy, we could deal with, you know, we would know the thing. But when they're organized, and they uh, go here and go there. Yeah. Uh, somebody's pulling strings financially. Somebody, I don't know if it's the Palestinian Authority here, or is it uh, uh, some uh, through the colleges, some of these funds. I don't know, but someone is pulling. And, you know, they say, and who uh, the Jewish side of it is on the, uh, on the rebound. They're not moving too quick. And, it, it, and uh, so I, it bothered me that uh, the Jewish uh, side of it has not reacted as quick as they did. Well, maybe because... they were organized. Yeah, you know, or, well, that's what I was going to say. Maybe it's a lack of, uh, like you just said, uh, they seem to be, it's like uh, select a protest, you know, because it's a lot of the same people that we saw in other protests. Expected, Rita, I don't you know? think they expected it. I think the Jew, Jews in this country did not expect I agree. This By the reaction. way, I, I think- Stan, I tonight I actually agree with you. I don't think they expect I didn't. I'll just tell you personally. I didn't expect to see this kind of hate and vile comments coming out of American colleges. But you know what it reminded me of Stan when we were just talking about this. Um I also think that it's some of these, you know, professional groups or Soros type groups, whatever it is. But let's also look at like remember when the Supreme Court decision came down and it was the leak of what they expected the the sort of decision to be. Suddenly it was like I was on live that night. I think you and I even talked that night. And it was like within like half an hour, they had manufactured signs, like printed signs, and they were standing on the Supreme Court steps. So it was like like, wait, how did they get all those signs? It was remember it it, it like leaked. It was the leak that came out and it was like out of the blue and it never happened before. So how did you suddenly have manufacture printed signs? That's a really good uh, you know, 
Uh, that's a really good uh, staples if that's the case. You know, I want to go work. That one's like pronto. We like, you know, Domino says they deliver in an hour. That's like, okay, sign within minutes. You know what I mean? Or for free, you know, we'll give you three toppings. But that's like, there, there's something like, I think we're on to something, Stan, that there's some like network that's funding a lot of these protests because they seem to be ready. Uh, a lot of them have similar kind of outfits on. They have manufactured signs. They somehow got all these people out at once. Yeah. Uh, you're right. There, there's something. We're going to look into it. One, at, la- one last thing, Rita. Sure. One last thing. Very important. The president was right about one, th- oh, this one thing about that I, I agree with him totally about on this. And that is his negotiating with Saudi Arabia and Israel were coming to a head and they were going to sign an agreement. Uh, the Arabs and the Palestinians and Hamas, who have, th- have thought all along they've been uh, uh, not uh, met to and not, not have been uh, ex- absolutely, they don't, no one cares about them. They did it because, of, and the president is right, had they had a peace treaty, this might have happened anyway, but they did it to stop the negotiations between Saudi Arabia and Israel. The president was right. They were in, the, they were in negotiations in the United States. They could have had a peace treaty. They still might. I agree. But, but you know what? You know where he missed the mark? You you hit it on the head. He said it was Hamas was upset. Hamas was upset. But guess who was really upset? Iran that funds Hamas. And Iran that funds Hezbollah. And Iran that's having its proxies at U.S. bases. For some reason, he's allergic to the word Iran. And he has to start fessing up. It's like the mothership. He doesn't want to touch the mothership. And guess what? Mama's angry, and Mama's the threat to us. Um, obviously, these groups are too, but they they're, they're exist because of Iran. And he's still walking around on tiptoes uh, because of that. But, but I agree. I think that deal clearly was, I think, what instigated it. They, wanted to, they did not want that deal to happen, which is even more reason that it should hurry up and happen. That's what I hope. Uh, 1-800-848-9222. I can't believe Stan and I agree. What kind of a day is this? Uh, let me go to Joaquin real quick. Pennsylvania, your thoughts. Hey, Rita, I'm going to disagree with something. I mean, I agree with what Stan said, but he should open his eyes and realize that every place that's not calling the National Guard and where they're having these issues is in Democrat-run areas, okay? Now, Joe Biden made a big mistake. He should have never given... Uh, Hamas, an excuse for attacking. Okay. And unfortunately, we're having a problem where, you know, Joe Biden, you cannot blame him on being incompetent or being weak because everything he's doing is deliberate. He's been bought out, you know, by everybody. And unfortunately, he's doing the Obama policies, you know, and there's Islamo fascists and there's Marxists that have infiltrated our educational system, our media. Our media should be showing what happened, but they're saying that it's an attack, a military attack on Israel. Yeah, they're making excuses for, uh, you know, I I agree with you. Joaquin, by the way, um, there are also, there's now some hearings where it seems like some, we call them like stringers or freelancers, you know, who um, happen to be working that day for Hamas and just happened to be embedded with Hamas when they went in on October 7th. Uh, I mean... Uh, that needs to be looked into. CNN and AP let go of one of their stringers uh, because they didn't realize the person was, quote, so close to Hamas. But one of these people who was, like, seen kissing on the cheek the leader of Hamas happened to be a stringer? I mean, what kind of people are you hiring? Uh, yeah, maybe we should have had uh, Himmler be a stringer in World War II. 
I mean, are you kidding me? I, I agree with you. I think the media, A, needs to do a better job. Anybody who says, hi, I'm a freelancer for Hamas, it would be like, ah, thanks. I think we'll go elsewhere. You know? I mean, I, the, the media needs to open their eyes. There are some people in the media that have just been so unbelievably transparent, as I mentioned, like, here's the Hamas deaths and here's the Israeli deaths. I'm sorry, but I'm not crying over Hamas deaths tonight. Not a, not a single tear. I'll be, there'll be tears of joy if they're wiped off from the face of the earth, because that's what they need to do, not just for Israel, but for the world. Uh, 1-800-848-9222. And we'll continue your calls, everybody, after the break. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show. It's The Rita Cosby Show. And everyone, you want to make sure that you and your family are prepared and ready for any scenario. There's no doubt we live in dangerous and unstable times and pandemics, international insecurity, shortages, supply chain disruptions, and an economy that is on the brink. We know that we simply cannot trust the government to keep us safe. And now more than ever, Everybody needs to be ready. They need to be prepared. So being prepared is more than just stockpiling, whether it's ammo, food supplies. Being prepared should also include stockpiling critical prescription medications. That's needed now more than ever. And that's where the wellness company comes in. Their medical emergency kit contains the prescription antibiotics, antivirals, antiparasitics that you need to keep you and your family safe. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even to a bioweapon like the plague, the Wellness Company's medical emergency kit is perfect. It's exactly what you need to have on hand to be ready and be prepared for any scenario. So go to twc.health slash Rita Cosby, twc.health slash Rita Cosby. And also don't miss the Black Friday sale. It is going on for the next few days. Available now at twc.health forward slash Rita Cosby. Go right away. Use the promo code KIT15 to save 15% on your emergency medical kit. And then also you'll see a place, type in my name, you'll get an even bigger discount. Promo code also member20 saves 20% on memberships for additional discounts. Be ready, be prepared. Check out all of the incredible products on the Wellness Company and go to twc.health forward slash Rita Cosby. Be prepared, be ready, especially in these crazy times in the world. Boy, this is needed now more than ever. I'm getting a kit and I strongly advise you to get one too. Be ready, be ready for every situation. Let's go to Mimi. In Rhode Island, line three. Uh, Mimi, what do you think of all these crazy protests we're talking about? Hi, Rita. It's China. It's TikTok. It's George Soros. He got together all around the world, these these uh, teenagers and these college students. And um, there's a Jewish groups he got together, anti, anti-Israel. He got them all together. And also, I want to talk about the president. He's saying that... He got uh, Saudi, Saudi Arabia to come together with Israel, but it was President Trump who did that. 
And then he lost the election. So that's two things. Yeah. And by the way, you know, whenever I hear these people say, oh, well, you know, uh, President Trump, President, he's the one who did the Abraham Accords. I mean, he did all the other ones that laid the groundwork for what was to be Saudi Arabia and Israel. I still hope that it happens. Um, It maybe is even more important than ever, I think, given what we've seen in the world. And uh, maybe you're right about TikTok because suddenly, remember, they started praising bin Laden. I mean, you can't make this up. Everybody, let's pray more hostages get out this weekend. Let's pray some Americans get out and have a great weekend.